Producer Doug here. I just want you to know this is the fifth time I'm trying to record this, so I'm just going to shoot from the hip. All of our DCC audio wants you to know about Pop Culture Classroom. Now, this is a great program. They take comic books uh, to elementary schools, jails, uh, to for like, you know, illiterate, barely literate children and, and, and prisoners and they they do they have many programs. I'm just making it sound terrible, so I'm sorry, um, but I want to get this through. Uh, <laughs> uh, it uh, is an education program uh, with more than 600 hours of educational programming. Basically, it envisions individuals transformed by the educational power of pop culture to create diverse, inclusive, and engaged communities. I'm sorry, I'm getting a little Paul Shear on this. Sorry. Look, it's a great program. And because of them, we're bringing you these great con exclusives from Denver Comic Con. So please, please check them out. I think they're great. I mean, don't... There are so many things between the spectrum of elementary schools and prisons. There's middle schools and high schools and colleges and halfway homes and a van, you know, down by the river um, that... They hope that homegrown pop culture experiences can change the communities that we live in. I want this to go global, viral, globally. So please, check out Pop Culture Classroom. Uh, I think that's, uh, where's the, uh, there it is. At www.popcultureclassroom.org. They're legit. And hey, Give them some money. You know why? Because you're not paying for this. Kick them a buck. Kick them a couple bucks. Where's my $2? Where it should go to Pop Culture Classroom. Thank you so much. Enjoy the show. Oh, wow. It's a couch. I feel like I'm on a late night talk show now here. All right, guys. We had an IKEA talk show. <laughs> With no arms, there's no arm. Oh wait, there's an arm over there. Guy gets the arm. Somebody get this man. You don't get arm. the arm. One arm. One arm couch. One more installment payment to have the other arm on the end. <laughs> Hello, Denver. Hello, everyone. Hi. How's it hanging? Hello, and lazy. I hope. Sorry, there's children here. We did used to work for Adult Swim, so just be knowledgeable about that. Next question. Oh, there was no Next question. question. There was no question. Where do you want oh, everybody right, to look, line up with questions? We're on the tinny. Hi. I'm just... Well, there's no way to get off this stage. Is yeah. There? No way to do an uh, interview in the audience. Please. You know what? You know uh, what? You know it's what? the first day. How's everyone doing? <laughs> oh, come Good. on. That was weak. Come on, come on. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Now, just the... Two people decided to sit up in the balcony. Yeah. How are you two doing? The nosebleed section. Yeah. Oh, way back there in the real yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, see that? They made somebody real mad. That's how they sit back there. Yeah. Now, I remember what you two did last year. You're sitting up in the cheap seats. None of this front row crap for you. <laughs> Do you have... Is that a person with a microphone for questions? Oh, okay. Ah, oh, hello. Well, she's well, forced to question. Right. Ask, question like, ask him a question. Fire away. I don't really have a question. Ask him. This question's for Dana Schneider. First off, 
I'm very Hold on a minute. Yes. Let me turn the tables on you, sir. Certainly. What is your name? Steve. Where are you from? Denver. Okay, very good. You didn't say here. That's correct. And then I say, oh, you were born in the theater. It's a great joke. Doesn't work. Didn't work. Uh, what is Charlie Brown's dog's name? Snoopy. What is uh, this type of shoe wear called? Tennis shoe. No. The other word for it. Sneaker. And what's my last name? Schneider. Schneider. No, Schneider. Schneider. Snoopy. Thank you for correct. Sneaker. It's not a. It's not a correction. Thanks so much. That's Amanda Panda, you everyone. It's Amanda Panda, everybody. Come on out here, man, and say hi. She ran away. She looks like Justin Bieber's hot sister. True. Ah. Uh, that was just. That was not a, a, a schooling. That was just a, a friendly uh, wordplay of proper pronunciation. Thank you. My friend's from Wisconsin, and she, it's like, she's incapable coming out of her mouth of not saying, Schneider. I'm like, it's Schneider. Yeah, Schneider. Pretzel breath. All right. Not you, her. Because she's, she's not here, I can say that. Uh, don't post that part, though. She'll be very upset. All right, what's your question? What? Let me guess what you forgot. Like. Oh, no, I don't know. Okay, go ahead. Ask the question. Okay. The, the question is, how much of yourself went into Master Shake? 100%. <laughs> I mean, I'm not really a jerk. I am a jerk, but when I throw things down, they don't explode. That's awesome. That backstage with a napkin. It didn't blow up. Yeah, nothing blows up when I throw it down, which is very deeply disappointing. I'm probably a lot, I mean, I'm a lot nicer than Master Shake is. I'm probably equally as selfish, but I'm a human being and I want to interact with other human beings so I don't act upon every one of my whims in my head. I'm just like hitting someone with a hockey stick or something. If they say something I don't like, I'm like, oh, that's an interesting opinion you have. In my mind, I'm decapitating them with the hockey stick. But in a nurturing kind of way. Violence is not the answer, Mario or Luigi. Use our words to uh, 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 resolve conflict, not weapons. That's the whole question? Well, a forest of hands with these questions. <laughs> All right, a uh, beardy guy in the Marty McFly hat. Stand up, please. We want to drink you in. Here we go. You guys were able to uh, record so much of the Boston episode before the lawyers got involved. That's a good question. You're still, you have half information. We recorded the whole thing. And they made the whole, he asked, did everybody hear what he said? But how many people care what he said? Okay. You were right next to him. You should have heard more than anybody. Holy. He said, how, many, how long did we get to record the Boston episode before the lawyers got involved? There was an incident in Boston. Does everybody know what the Boston thing was? Yeah. All right. Does anybody not know? Okay. They put a sign up, a little light-up sign that looked like a light bright. They had them in 17 cities. <laughs> that they were magnetized, and they were on like just various places throughout these cities. And it was a moon and night flipping off yeah. the rest. So <laughs> some soccer mom saw this. It's a terrorist attack, oh my God. lady on the bus, yeah, called in. She said, I think I see a bomb attached to this overpass in Boston because it had batteries on the bottom and it had like a, 
a photo cell so when it got dark it would blink up. Now they were like 20 per city and they were in 13 different cities. But this little bag on the bus is the only one who thinks she cracked the code of the whole thing is going to be blown up. <laughs> so basically the whole city of Boston shuts down. The airport shuts down, the, pop, the, uh, the port shuts down, the cop squad cars are every, the bomb guys Later, later, they said, as soon as the guy looked at it, he knew what it was, but they couldn't do that. They had to because, go through with it. Had yeah, because they had to bring the bomb, so he's like, that's just a little light bright with some freaking batteries on it. <laughs> but because it already been on the news and everything, they had to go through this whole big rigmarole, yeah. like the little weird robot thing with the arm, like picking it up and blowing it up or whatever. So P.T. Barnum was not right when he said no publicity is bad publicity, because let me tell you something, that was bad publicity. I, I would argue that point. <laughs> I think probably more people knew what Aqua Teen Hunger Force was. Seeing Shepard Smith say the words Aqua Teen Hunger Force would not have happened had it not been. And at one point, we were watching the newscast. I was at Adult Swim that day. I don't live in Atlanta, but I was there that day. And Shepard Smith was going, it's the, it was the moon at night. But Shepard Smith is looking at it like, well, it's very clearly a picture of SpongeBob. And he is flipping off. This is directly a message to the authorities. And I was like, wow, you big dumb dope. You don't know nothing. Not SpongeBob. Have, you, have, yeah. have you met Tom Kenny, SpongeBob, in real life? I wouldn't put it past her. He would probably do something like well, that. He'd be, he'd be, he's up for anything. He's, he's a happy guy. So, so the question. No, so we did the. So we did. We recorded the whole episode. They were, and this was years and years after, because Dave was like, "I still want to show it," and it was apeshit crazy, because it was the whole city of Boston going crazy. But it was like Paul Revere's riding around screaming, "There's a bomb!" Uh, like uh, whoever, well, who the was the like the, the all all the New England Patriots were running around. It was like Ted Williams. It was like every famous person from Boston you could ever imagine was running around like an idiot. Like it was just a big like ball slap in the face to the city of Boston for thinking this thing was a bomb in a nurturing carrying way. It's like a basketball. Uh, and they made it and they were almost done finishing the whole episode. And then here's the mystery. The mystery part is somebody at Adult Swim had to be somebody at Adult Swim or at the animation company as this thing was almost done, secretly removed it off the server and put it on YouTube before it was done, like a week before it was done. So the whole thing was up on YouTube for about an hour. And then everybody found out about it. YouTube immediately yanked it. They couldn't tell who the user was because it was some, I don't know, whipping through Guam and some other weird, however they do it, however they do internet shit, I don't know. They did that. And then, they, and then Turner was like, well, you can never show it. You can't show it now because someone, and they still don't know who leaked it. And I can't, I can't figure out who would have leaked it because they knew it was coming out in a week. And it's not like the account was like, hey, animator Joseph is a YouTube account. He just wants to get a lot of hits. Like it made no sense. But what also makes no sense is how they're never gonna show it. But you know, when we're all dead, they'll probably show it. They'll be like a, in this theater, they'll be screening an 11 minute uh, non-holographic cartoon from 2006 or whenever the thing was made. 
old, very old people, I remember it. Yes, I was there. I wore my Marty McFly hat and my Millennium Falcon t-shirt. I am wearing them both today. Ah, the memories. He's already been there. Yes. You're from there. Are you from that screening? From the future? Were you here to remind us about it? I just want you to know I got the first ticket. I, were, I waited in what you would call three hollow nights in line for the ticket. Time means nothing to us in the future. We spend minutes like you, you earthlings spend dollars. Now you're talking like a moon tonight. Any other questions out there, people? Well, eyeball hat. Eyeball hat. What is it? Hi. Stand up. Can't see. Hold on, we got we got somebody up here with we got the somebody with a microphone. Hi. Bring that kid a mic. All right, hold on. You're next. Okay. No, you're Mike. Mike. Oh, all right. Hi, I'm Mike. Mike. That'd be convenient. Yeah, the mic. No, uh, my name's David. Thank you for coming uh, to Denver. Um, so, what was the production timeline for you guys from inception to airing for? Uh, any given episode. Probably about 12 minutes, I think. That sounds about right, given the animation. It's animated in real time, you know that, right? They're like, I don't know if you've seen right the animation. While we're talking, drawing. It's like those, uh, what is it, Taiwan, like those shadow puppets where they move behind the thing? Like, it's just lit from the front. They just got, that's why it just sort of wobbles out, and, and then they throw a couple explosions to distract you from the fact that it's not actually animated. <laughs> that that answer your question. Yes, absolutely. Okay. I think in real life it's about eight months. And this probably sounds like a lot of money, but trust me, it's not a lot of money to make 11 minutes of television. I think the original budget for that show is like $85,000, which is something. But when you consider that's also probably like at least 30 people working for eight months, right. it's like you, you can't even get the real box of Cheez-Its. You got to get like the broken ones. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, cheese nips. And not in there. That's a cheese it. Wow. You must be a millionaire looking at me eating those cheese it. Wow, I've never tried one. I've heard my nips are quite close to your it's, but one day I'll have a cheese it. That's my dream. I like the way this is going. Though. This is a no bullying I like, zone. I like the direction these takes. The no bullying zone from there forward. Please continue with your From here, and it very much could be a bully. Clearly. Clearly. Not, not, not. Clearly, um, Master Shake made his door so that it would be shaped like him. But the weird thing is, like, why is it bigger than him? Because originally I thought that it was so that he could fit into the house. But it's just bigger than him. Is it just so that... Well, for the like, same size, it gets stuck. <laughs> you need to have a little, you need to have a little, yeah. Anybody sew clothes around here? Anybody that seamstress, any type of sew? Cosplay sewing? You need a seam allowance. That's what I'm trying, you can't, if I want to make this pair of pants, I can't have two pieces like this, they got overlap. It's just common construction techniques. Yeah. This is... Now it's a probing question. That was one. He's an architecture student, good question. I never thought of that. He's, he's building a uh, custom homes track in Littleton, all themed to the Aquatine Hunger Force. We got another question. Wonderful question. We got several questions. Oh, down in the right. All right. All right. I microphone. I would really love to know how you found out about Battle Meal. What the hell are you talking about? 
That's why you don't have the microphone. Oh yeah. Oh, actually, that wasn't us. Yeah. That was uh, that was Matt Malero and Dave Willis. Yeah, you know what happened with that? Dave. Yeah. That was a weird way to ask it. <laughs> That'd be like if you had a, if you had dinner last night. What asked you? How was your steak dinner you had like you had last night? Something like, would you have to find that potatoes? <laughs> they wrote that script. That was a real script they wrote for Space Ghost. And Mike Lazo, who's the head of Adult Swim, said, "You can't do this. There's no Space Ghost in it. I don't know who these other ass clowns are, but they're not Space Ghost. It ain't called whatever these guys are called. It's called Space Ghost. So they never did the episode. Then they started doing Aqua Team." And about like a year after, a year or two after the first two seasons of Aqua Team, then Space Ghost was still going. But at that point, they were able to talk Mike Lazo into letting him make, make that old Space Ghost episode. But they purposefully did not have the same voices. They made the characters look different because they wanted to pull a big goof on everybody as if to make you think that it was it's made before Aqua Teen Hunger Force was made. Because they were originally working on a new Huckleberry Hound cartoon. Imagine that thing. <laughs> and they're like, why are we doing somebody else's characters when we could do our own characters? So they said, why don't we use those weird fast food mascots we had in that Space Ghost that we never got to use, and that's what the show will be. And then they pitched it, and they were like, so, so what do these guys do, man? And they were like, yeah, you know, they, they just do stuff. Uh, you know, they hang out in the house. Detectives. And they were like, no, no. And they were like, eh, and they're detectives. <laughs> and they are like, oh, okay. So that's why if you watch the first three episodes, <laughs> the first three episodes, the rabbi one, they have to solve the rabbi crime. The second one is, I think, Revenge of the Trees, where there's a crime that happens in the forest. And the third one is the bus with... What? You got a super fan, man. You know, oh, wait, I remember you. Wait, don't tell. Jared. Right, okay, I remember. And girlfriend. What was Jared. number two? And, uh, number the, two one was what? the rest. When was Moth Monster Man with one of Moth the Monster Bust Man. of the Undead? John, H. John Benjamin. Yes. Yes. Yeah, H. John Benjamin Five. played Shake in the last one. The, the live action one. You got to tell the story. Tell the story about how it was supposed to be Myself and Dana playing for four months. For four months. Yeah, hey, guys, you get the money. Clear your calendars. We're doing a live action, a live action Aquatine episode. Great. When I was in at Adult Swim, I was supposed it was supposed to be happening the next week. I'm like, Dave, I haven't got any uh, flight info about coming in next week. He's just like, Yeah, I think we got somebody else. Like, great, asshole, so you've been telling me for four months I'm going to do this, and then you replace us with T-Pain and H. John Benjamin. <laughs> However, you are still playing still me why? Playing me why? Interesting. As an exercise ball. Interesting. So you're still in the episode. I just want to get this straight. You're still in the episode. We have been replaced with If I had a dollar for every time someone said, you're not Frylock, T-Pain. That's yeah, what right. Frylock is. T-Pain uh, has an elaborate collection of electronic pornography on his computer. 
And it is, I, I don't think this is out of place because he will happily show it to you. Um, but Dave Willis told me he went to, like T-Pain came to the studio one time and he's like, Dave! I don't know how T-Pain talks. Dave, hey, it's me, T-Pain. <laughs> he's like, Dave, you gotta get a load of this. Look at this stuff, man. That's how T-Pain really talks. When he's not, you know, well, putting on the, the robot voice thing. Yes, right. And he got paid for free. Oh, that's how he actually talks. That's not electronic correction. He really talks like that, and they develop technology afterwards. <laughs> Could I get a sandwich? He just has a spasm in his throat. That he sounds like auto-tune. You ended auto-tune. Reverse engineering. But he opens this folder. He's like, Dave, you gotta look at this. It's on his computer, not a real folder. And he's like swiping or whatever you do with the thing. This. And Dave's like, I'm just staring at like just thousands of pornographic images. <laughs> he's like, wait for it, wait for it, wait, wait. There it is. And there's like a picture of, you know, some pornographic image. I'll draw you a picture of Mario. Uh, <laughs> with the just say no. So we get clear that that's where that was going. And Nibbler, Nibbler Bender. Um, but it's like some guy, you know, doing what you do with ladies. You definitely need a picture. One of you, you beard guy, you need a picture. But the guy's like this. I'll need to tell you where the lady is. All up here, uh, is that, is Jack here? Yeah, do you have your poster with you? Unfold. When, in a minute, when do you get it? Yeah, dig it out. Get all the spinners out of the way and the, uh, Whatever other, the Fox 5 News posters or whatever shit they're giving away for free in the front. <laughs> so this guy up the side of him has this humongous tattoo of this image. Here, come up here and turn around. Yeah. This big on the side of his, like really this big. Yeah, oh you can show him, I don't want to offend him. <laughs> Just this part. All the way up and down the thing, and T-Pain is so excited about it. And Dave is just, he's like, I think I saw his whole porno collection. There's some deep tracks in there. There's some things I can't believe you're not even arrested for having. A lot of feet shots, a lot of foots, toes. Ah, uh, that's speculation, I, to be fair. Yeah, I remember, I remember you telling me about the guy who had Meatwad tattooed on his... Oh, yeah. We got a picture of that. I couldn't tell what it was. All you could tell was you saw a sleeve of tattoos, like right all the way down to here. AK, not this guy's first tattoo, right? And he's holding like, like this. You just see tight skin with meat wads, eyeballs, and a little smile, and the three little dots. And on upon closer inspection, you realize it's bumpy. There's hair, real hair. It is very clearly this guy tattooed Meatwad's face on his scrotum. That is a little too much dedication for me. It is. I mean, because that is not like first tattoo. You know, I really want to get a tattoo, but I don't know what. I heard they hurt a little bit. Depends where, shin really hurts, chest. You know what? I'm gonna get a face on my scrotum. I think that'll be the first, and that way I can go to the beach still, no one will know I have tattoos, it'll be my little secret. If it just pops out, it pops out. Only Donna will know. Yeah. Uh, 
That guy who has the tattoo, I know him. I have since met him and know him. His name is Tommy Pistol. Wow. Not his real name, spoiler alert. It's a foreign name for everyone. Yeah. He's an ex- Starring Tommy Pistol. He's a super nice guy. He's a super Aqua Team fan, obviously, because he's got half his body tattooed with Aqua Team. Ah. Uh, he does all these crazy, like, weird adult versions of, like, Reanimator and, you know, like, all those, like, weird porno versions of stuff. You know what I'm talking about, sir. You look like you're a oh, yeah. stranger to the adult cinema. Yeah. Ah. Uh, you know what I'm talking about, too. You laugh a little too hard at that. Ah. Uh, in a nice way. The guy, no, the guy behind you. I love it, Carrie. Not you. You're, you're an upstanding man. You don't like that stuff. You find it, I know. He's got Louisiana Mario sitting right there. Yes, that's in Louisiana Mario. And there's Waldo! Found him. Then you are. Here's a tip, Waldo. Don't sit in the front row if you want to hide. Yeah, you should have been back. Somewhat conspicuous. That guy goes stroll through a weird circus now with 9,000 people doing weird stuff. Any other questions? There's more questions. Oh, front row. Oh, I actually have one for each of you. Ooh. Um, as Even guy? Where did you get that suit jacket? Oh, good question. Where did you get Salvation Army on 14? <laughs> hey, Sally got some good stuff, man. Uh, when you're voicing the alchemist, how do you make a character funny that's kind of a giant sad sack? Well, could you hear what she said? She asked about my award-winning turn as the alchemist in Adult Swim's Venture Brothers. No, stop, it's a cheap... It's too cheap to get applause for doing that shit. Uh, I mean, I probably have liked him a lot, I complain a lot. I mean, I guess if you have a funny voice, even though you're saying serious, depressing things, people don't take you seriously. I can't believe I get my legs cut off tomorrow. Like, that's funny the way he says it, though, you know what I mean? It's not really... It's an operable. It's an operable. They can't take it out. I got two months. Well, if you keep talking like that, I'm going to laugh every day. Because I just think it's cute. I think it's endearing. Did that answer it at all? Uh, kind of. Kind of. I mean, I guess I don't think of him as negative. Well, I don't think of him as negative. He's just kind of a sad sack. He's I like, guess I don't I have even to think of him as a sad sack. I was going to say, I have to live in my friend's house because I can't afford money anymore and work yeah, with well, my neighbor's kid at the well, warehouse department stores and notary. I, uh, see, I think of it, I put a positive spin on it. Maybe that's why I, maybe that's why it doesn't sound as, ne as, as sad sack. You're just happy you're a certified notary? Yeah. Okay. And you know, he's got a boyfriend, Shore Leaf. Sure. He's in a committed relationship. <laughs> he's in a trio. He's got his little, the group of, uh, the, what do they call it? The, uh, the there you go. The Order the of the Triad. Nobody likes to show off, Jack. <laughs> they already know you got that cool poster. Don't rub it in. Keep rubbing it in. Yeah, I don't know. I never thought of it like that. <laughs> now it's probably going to be all depressing from now on when I go do it. Oh, well. Here I am. you be like, wow, I ruined that show for myself. Listen for Eeyore next time. Yeah, I guess I don't really think of it that way. I always just think he's... He's a happy sack. Probably because I don't read the scripts. I don't even know what I'm saying when I do it. I just like... Uh, my question right. for Carrie was, did Frylock ever find somebody good at sports so we could finally win at trivia? <laughs> yeah, Carl. Didn't you see that one? Uh, Carl just sat there and ate wings, though. You know, you know 
they had a they had a contest to see who could play a live action Carl. Did you guys see the guy that won it? I mean, it scared me, man. I walked down on stage. In the same episode that we were just talking, the live action episode that we were not in. He was in that episode too? Yeah, that's what the contest was for, to help him play in the live action. You should have entered that contest. Should have. We would have had a better chance being in if we entered that contest. <laughs> we wouldn't have gotten it. You know why? Yeah. They would have told us we got it, and then one day before that other guy would have shown but up. But you know, in that episode that you mentioned, you know who Wayne the Brain. Yeah. McLean was. Seth MacFarlane, yes sir. Just a family guy. Himself. I just found something out interesting about him. He was trained by Frank Sinatra's vocal coach. The people, this elderly couple that Right. He trained his dad, trained him, and he trained that's why Seth is always it's New York. New York. Yeah, so yeah. Hey, all right, I want to sing. All right, baby, I'm Sinatra's voice coach. Rule number one. If you ain't got booze in it, you ain't singing in my house. Number two, snap your fingers like this. Call everybody abroad. Now sing. Number three, always have a cigarette lit in one hand and a martini in the other. The great Dino told me that way. Hey. Oh, no, whatever you do, you're absolutely correct. Next question. Okay, so my question is, um, has it been forever and ever yet so that way we can get a new season? For Aqua Team? Yeah. Yes. Has it been forever and ever? Well, I do hear rumblings that someone was asked by someone who's a high up, why don't we make some holiday specials? Yes. Like, a, you know, think like all the Charlie Brown ones, you know, like the great pumpkin, but instead it's gonna be like, it's the asshole pumpkin, Mr. Shea. Or, Merry Christmas, Carl Brutano-Wanaluski. That would be like, you know, there'd be like an hour or something. Or there'd be like double length, so 22 minutes instead of 11. But if you're starving for, for the similar voice talents of Mr. Snyder and myself, oh, as yeah. well as Mr. Willis, you need to mark your calendars today. That's right. Right now, because we are doing right? July 24th. July 24th. West Coast, I get it a week, 10 days early. July 24th on Nickelodeon will be a brand new series. We've basically gone from the adult pool to the kiddie pool now. We're in the guy, yeah, Nickelodeon. The guy who makes the show is Billy Lopez. His brother, Bobby Lopez, wrote all the music for Frozen and Avenue Q. What the hell's that? Oh, the rave started. Let's go to the rave. Guys, it's we got the rave. I know this. There's a trolley and a train. Yeah, no, there. Uh, but the, he told us, he's like, I grew up, my whole family, including Bobby Lopez. I met him because we both worked on Mystery Science Theater 3000 together. Woo! Uh, the new one. But they said... That's the raid? That's that movie they were watching. Oh. Wow. Like a weird adult future Final Fantasy film. Um... <laughs> What the hell was I talking about? Welcome to the way. Oh, right. Yeah. It's on Nickelodeon, but he said we all watched it growing up. We love Aqua Teen, and I swore if I ever did a cartoon, I was going to have all the Aqua Teens do voices in it. So Dave and Carrie and I all have regular parts on it, and it's like these kids live in a weird, mysterious hotel called the Wayne, and it's great. I play a vampire hunter who kills vampires with spoons. 
that I have, uh, whatever, That's mental levitation skills over. And what's your guy? My guy is Jonah Bishop. So basically, this is the difference between Jonah Bishop talking to Shake and Jonah Bishop. Frylock talking to Shake and Jonah Bishop talking to one of the kids. Oh wait, let's do this. What? I'll do a line as Master Shake and you do it as Frylock. Okay. And then I'll do as my character on Welcome to Wayne and you do your character on Welcome yeah. to Wayne. All right. So, okay. Hey there, Frylock. Boy, it sure is nice. What are you doing with that big bag of peanuts? Well, Shake, I was just gonna give him the meat wipe, but since you want to take him. Welcome to the wait. Hey, where are we doing in this weird hallway with the big bag of peanuts? Well, we're in this weird hallway with the big bag of peanuts because there's a monster we need to throw him at him. Welcome to the wait. So you see, there's a huge difference between yeah. Frylock, Jonah Bishop, Matt. And Dave is the same way. Dave plays. Dave plays George, the doorman who has been lost in the ductwork of the hotel for years. And so George remarkably sounds a whole hell of a lot like Carl. Our neighbor Carl, yes. Like exactly <laughs> like Carl. I thought I'd cough in this for... So know, look for Welcome to the Wayne to premiere we're July 24th up here on a Nickelodeon near you. Yeah, it's going to be great. It looks amazing. It's sort of like if the, uh, if, uh, what do you call it, the, the X-Files was in a hotel and they were all animated children. Yeah, they sent me an invite to the, to the premiere yeah. party. They, they didn't send me any plane They tickets. sent an invites, but they did not send us plane tickets or hotel rooms. Yeah, you come to the party, so, get here the best way you can. We are not, we are not, we will not be there. Spoiler alert. Don't go to the premiere thinking you're going to see us there. Probably Dave got a flight. Next question. Um, over here. Over there. Um, here. Where are you, Thunderman fans? Where are we? Oh, wait. Oh. <laughs> Stand up, please, so we can see you. Where are They're you, applauding Thunderman you. fans? Oh, yes, yeah, of course. So, my daughter wanted to know if uh, Dr. Colosso will be um, having more human episodes in the future. You better believe it. Awesome. The wait. Thundermans got picked up for more stuff. Yeah, Dr. Colosso is her favorite character, so. You know what? Yes. Thank you. Yes, yes. Uh, if you come over to my table, I'll give you one of my colossal pictures. And I have weird photos to show you of the five people who it takes to make Dr. Colossal work. Which is the, the guys who do it are the Kyoto brothers, who did such hits as Killer Clowns from Outer Space. They made the rabbit for this is a show we're talking about on the Thundermans uh, on Nickelodeon. It's like a Tweety show. But uh, yeah, I, we already shot the series finale, which we've done three times, because Nickelodeon three times has said, your show's over. But then it's the most popular show on there, so like, yeah, I meant, I meant it's over when I say it's over, so why don't you give me 13 more episodes? So we did a, so we did do a series finale. Our season, a series finale, yes. Which ties up every loose end. There's good, big stuff for Dr. Colosso. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> The problem is they're going to air it when it's, the whole series is over. The problem is they've done 12 episodes in between, which is like another four months. Diego, who's the youngest boy on it, now he talks like this. He's got like a full beard. He's like, you know, just like having to shave every 12 minutes. And then they're going to show the season finale, the series finale, which was shot like two years ago. 
Like everyone's like, all the kids are like shorter, like they said they like, episode, episode. In the final episode, remember when I was this tall? <coughs> but you should come over, find me later, and I'll show you all that stuff. That's great. There's a special surprise guest in the series finale who's in other shows like that, who ends up being related to someone who might be your favorite character. <laughs> Or not. <laughs> Case is anyone filming from the Nickelodeon legal department. You. Yes. One quick question for you. The uh, behind the scenes stuff on all the Aquatine DVDs looks like you guys just had a ton of fun making the show. And a couple years ago, Dave in an interview said that all the episodes were made under the influence of chocolate milk. Do you guys want to comment? Yes. They were. <laughs> Well, they have a very similar thing now. They're doing a show called Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell. Which is crazy. Like, I, I got in season three, and I'm in the, I just came from Atlanta like two days ago because I was shooting the new season four there. But there, it's like the same kind of weird environment when they used to shoot those little, like, like what was the thing with Wolf, Future Wolf? Future Wolf and Rakenstein, they made all these weird you know, movies because the they just wanted to do live action stuff and they're hard to follow. Radar. Yes. Radar. Yeah. yeah. They're all like, what the hell's going on in this? Like, I don't know, they stole a camera crew from Turner and they're just filming in someone's house somewhere. Pretty sure they're writing it in real time. That's kind of like Pretty Faith a little bit, but we have to wear makeup. It's the only difference. But they had big guest stars. This next season's going to be awesome. They had Joey Fatone in an episode. Because last time Screech was in an episode. Screech from Saved by the Bell. He got killed and went to hell and his, his torture was that he had to be, play Screech in a sitcom for all of eternity. <laughs> but, they, but Satan didn't know his name so he called him Squeak all the time. And then they're like, he's like, but, but I'm Screech. No, 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 if he says your name is Squeak, your name is Squeak, you don't. His show was just squeaking by. It was like a fake sitcom. But this year, yeah, Joey Fatone's in one, and also uh, play three of the four horsemen of the apocalypse who go on strike because Satan tries to take their union benefits away. <laughs> are played by the guy, I can't remember his name, but the English guy who was the manager in Spinal Tap. He plays Pestilence. John Amos, Mc Mr. McDowell from Coming to America and Roots at Good Times plays war, and Norm from Cheers plays family. He would. Yes. And they're like, George, John Amos is like one of my favorite actors in the whole universe. But he was not pleased to be, he's like 78 years old, he had like 78 pounds of armor on. And they got in and they showed up and it was like three in the morning for them and he kept just going like, skip the shot, kick the shot. But we just stand around and it's like, Iceberg over on that set in a nurturing driveway. We have we have time for maybe one or two more oh, quick questions. Like, mm. uh, they're having a hell of a party over there. I don't know what it is. <laughs> My favorite piece of scientific equipment in Freilight, it's gotta be the Uki Mita. Boom! Of course. That and the clone that and the cloner. You can't beat that cloner, man. Like you said, we should have we should have cloned twenty. Jackson wouldn't have given it. Yeah. We got a question here with the microphone. Stand on up. Hello. Hello. Um, hello. So 
question for Dana. Um, yes, and once. Number one. <laughs> how much, in your opinion, how much information does the United States government have about aliens? And number two, have you ever talked to Henry Zabrowski about that? Oh, I talk to him all the time about it. <laughs> Secondly, they're not, they have all the information about aliens, but that's not who we should be worried about. It's the, liver, the lizard skin people who have human skin over them. I guarantee 50% of this audience right now are lizard people, but you don't know it until you gotta cut their skin off and see if there's lizards under there. V now this sounds funny. This sounds funny except for our makeup guy who does all the special effect makeup for your pretty face believes this fact 100%. I'm not kidding. His name is Shane. He's a wonderful man. He's apeshit crazy. He thinks there are lizard people walking the earth with human skin over them. We had a conversation one day because I, I am forced to sit and listen to this shit for 45 minutes so I can put my makeup on. And he's telling me, yeah, man, I'm telling you, there's lizard skin people you just never even know. I mean, you don't know. Maybe even your wife is one. I'm like, now, now I'm starting to get this argument over. Maybe possible. Then we determined the only way for me to prove this to him is to get every single person on the face of the planet, cut a slip down the front of them, pull their human skin off, and then he said, even then, unless I did it to myself, we would never know if he was right or not. So I have to literally skin the entire planet to prove to him there are not lizard people. And then I would even have to skin him. Because I thought, well, maybe you're the only lizard skin person, which is why you believe it so much. <laughs> On that note, so just, you know, watch out when you're walking down 16th Street and the tuba guy's out there playing. See if the tongue is forked. And just be able to, that's, a, that's a tip. Don't get too close to it. All right, let's see if we can get one final question. Don't shout. Let's, uh, let's see, who do you think, uh, who do you want to pick? You, you do it. All right, let's get this gentleman right here on the white shirt. Thanks, I appreciate it. So my favorite episode of all time is The Brood Witch. <laughs> yes, it is. Super birthday snake. Yeah! I get to do what I always wanted to do. Hang out with the wrong crowd. I won't say the rest of this children present. I like hand banana. Yeah! I, honestly, I don't remember a lot of them. I like different. I think that volume five DVD. Uh, your dad can explain what DVDs are. They're an antiquated form of films. Uh, media, old media. Uh, that volume five disc, I think, has the most, has the best, on average, of all the episodes of Aquatine. Yeah. When when Meatwad's like in the number five, there's the Dickasode, which is great. Hand Bananas, great. Then the rest is downhill. Wall the next burger. twelve volumes after that. No. All right, Dana and Carrie are signing uh, after this. You can go see them yeah, at their table. Signing. They'll be there all yes, weekend. We're signing. Ladies and gentlemen, Carrie. If you liked this, check out some of our other shows like Mr. Right, Exotic Liability, and No Applause, Just the Clap. You can find us at www.bacnpodcast.com and by searching for BACN 
on iTunes and Stitcher.